Hi, this is Dan Ketchum with Future Hope Ministries, and today I'd like to talk about the word keep. When I was um, growing up, I was always a little confused at uh, weddings at a certain time in the in the ceremony when they would exchange their vows. Uh, the bride and groom would, in the traditional vows that I grew up with at these weddings, my dad was a pastor, and so I went to a lot of weddings. And uh, they would say to each other, you know, well, he'd say, do you promise to love you love each other, uh, comfort each other, honor, and keep? Keep. And I always thought that was really funny, uh, you know, that uh, do, you, do you promise to keep her? I'm like, I'm like I mean, I hope so. I hope. Hope he doesn't give her away. You know, I hope he doesn't lose her. It's like keep. You know, I can only think of the word keep in terms of possession, like you're possessing something. It's yours, you know. Um, like, you know, um, it's, it's, I, I keep my toys, you know, I keep my dog. <laughs> um, I didn't, that's the only thing I ever thought about when I thought of the word keep is mine, mine, you know. Um, in modern weddings, you know, we don't really use that term anymore. Uh, but it's a cool word, actually. I wouldn't use it that much in the wedding. I don't actually, when I do weddings, uh, if it's up to me to use the traditional vows, I don't use the word keep anymore. Um, uh, but it's a cool word. You know, I had to, I had to look into it because at my wedding 42 years ago, <laughs> Almost 43. What's, no, no, 41. Sorry. Almost 41. 2020 be 41. Right? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, we use that word. And I didn't really think about it then. You know, I just thought, well, that's just part of it. I knew that I was promising to be faithful and all that, you know, for the rest of my life. But the word keep kind of struck me when I was doing a weddings. When I started doing weddings, I started thinking about this word and what it meant. Because it obviously doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to keep her, like possessive, or keep him. Uh, and so I started studying it because uh, I thought it was just kind of interesting. Uh, the word keep uh, means to defend something or to defend someone. I can mean to tend or take care of, like you keep your garden keeping a garden, you're tending it, you're caring for it. Um, when someone says, hey, could you keep my child this afternoon? You don't assume, oh, you're giving me your child? No, you know that you're there to provide for this child, keep them safe. Um, the, na- the noun keep uh, is, the definition here is the means or provision by which one is kept, but you know he earns his keep. Uh, but the the one that that I thought of or read initially when I was researching this that made so much sense to me was an older usage of the word keep for a tower, a place that was the strongest part of a castle that they would run they would go to um, that was usually maintained had stores. Um, so that they could stay there for, you know, an indefinite period of time. Uh, I've read the stories in the olden days where sometimes the enemy would 
lay siege. And then one of the, one of the things they would do if, if people were in the keep, the tower, they would try to burn it, you know, depending on what the keep was made out of. Another image that struck me was um, a keep has this idea of a place of protection where like a, a small animal is running from a predator and they dive into a thicket of thorny bushes or a, a, a thick hedge so the larger creature can't get at them. That's a keep, huh? So when I do weddings, I, I say instead of, would you promise to keep him or keep her? I say, do you promise to provide a place of protection and safety uh, for them? Um, you know, years into our marriage, I found out that one of the things that my wife really wanted me to do, she never, well, she might have said, I just wasn't paying attention, was to every night that she that I would make sure all the doors were locked. It's a simple act of being responsible, going around and just kind of checking the doors, make sure that we hadn't forgotten to lock them at night. Uh, where we live has been a place of high crime at times. Uh, it's a kind of a middle, lower middle class area, and, and piece of people are getting broke into a lot. But our street's pretty safe, and we love our neighbors. Oh my goodness, that's why we haven't moved. But um, every, no matter where we've lived, I found out that my wife was always a little disappointed in me that I wasn't taking charge of making sure that our place, our home was protected at night. It means don't put, not, it means not putting your loved ones in a place of dishonor, or disrespect, or embarrassment. You're going to keep your spouse, you keep your friends, you're going to keep your mom or dad, you're going to protect them, you're going to provide a place of protection for them. This morning I read a beautiful prayer in the in my daily prayers. I, I, I worship the Lord every day through the Book of Common Prayer in the Anglican Communion. Uh, amazing book um, that has been around since the 1500s that has um, uh, worship services in it for daily use. And I love it that I'm connecting with people around the world you're reading scripture, you, know, you actually go through the Bible, uh, you go through the Old Testament at least once, and the New Testament more than twice, plus the book of Psalms, I think you go through the book of Psalms twice, I don't, I've not researched that much, I just know there's a lot of scripture, and I love that, plus a lot of prayers that are paraphrased scriptures, so you're praying scripture, I just, it's been such a blessing to me, and this morning I was reading this prayer, and one of the prayers in my um, devotions, and it said, Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us, there's that word, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. And um goes on. But I was struck once again of that word keep, keep us. Yeah. Psalm 34, a wonderful passage. Uh, Psalm 34, I'm going to start with verse 15. It says, from the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. 
But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to blot out their name from the earth. And we know one day that's coming. It's not come yet. Right now, God wants everyone to come to him, to trust him. He doesn't want anyone to be put in this position. But he promises those who put their faith in him, who trust him. He said, if you cry out, I will hear you. He goes on to say, he delivers them from all their troubles. And that day is coming. Right now, he said, I'll be with you. Jesus said, in this world, you'll have trouble. But I'll be with you. I've taken care of it. Trust me. Verse 18 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Wow. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He keeps all his bones. Or in this version, he protects all his bones, and not one of them will be broken. That's verse 19. Now, most theologians, we we see him not only talking about his situation, but this is actually a prophecy regarding the Messiah, Jesus, that that's going to happen to him. Uh, and we saw that on the cross, Jesus was when died. When he died, the Roman soldiers came along. Instead of breaking the legs of the people who were being crucified in order to, you know, make sure they were they would die, they already saw Jesus was dead, and they didn't break his his bones. And interesting. But uh, in this passage, he's the the um, the. Uh, New American Standard Version of the Bible and the English Standard Version uses the word keep. He keeps all his bones. Uh, the NIV says, and the, it says he protects all his bones. The New King James says he guards all his bones. So there's another use of that word where he, he's watching over, he's protecting, uh, he, he, he is uh, guarding. I love that. In, uh, in the New Testament, in the book of Jude, uh, chapter 1, the very first verse, where Jude is uh, greeting everybody, and he, he says uh, that they are kept for Jesus Christ. And that's New American Standard. He's, they're kept for Jesus. The King James says they are preserved in Jesus. They are set apart and sheltered in Jesus Christ. Right? Um, in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, where Jesus says, this risen Jesus Christ, and he's he's talking to the church, and he's and he says in verse ten that since you've kept my command to endure patiently, and he's talking about a particular church actually here. I think he said, "I'll also keep you from the hour of trial that's going to come into the world." And the New Living Translation. Now that is in the ESV, the NASB, the New King James. Says keep. Well, the New Living Translation says, "I will protect you," because the word "keep" uh, has this idea of defending, of taking care of, of protecting, uh, providing a place of protection, uh, planning for provision and safety. Uh, whether it's in the Hebrew or in the Greek, they all have the same idea. Uh, you're not just uh, defending somebody; you're providing a place of defense you are you are tending you are you are caring you are providing and that's what god does for us he promises that those who trust him those who put their faith in jesus as god in the flesh the god who sorry that's my printer uh 
the God who came as a man, who gave his life for us, who came back from the dead, when we trust him and believe in him, God says, I will protect you. I will keep you. Wow. So I'd like to close this with that same prayer I told you about that I pray this morning. And you can pray with me or you can say amen to my prayer. And let's believe this, that God is true. He he can be depended upon. He's faithful. And he promises that one day we're going to see him. One day we're going to be delivered from all our trouble. But right now, he said, I will be with you. I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. I'm going to provide for you. You might go through bad things, but I'm right where they're with you. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. May you be blessed today. Thanks for watching and or listening. I'm really glad you joined me. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, please check out dancutchin.com, our website, dancutchin.com, D-A-N-C-U-T-C-H-E-N. And uh, you can check out our you know, books, CDs, uh, as well as uh, click on the blog and you can see I have a link to our podcast. Uh, or you can look at the in the description below if this is YouTube. You look below there and, and, uh, and check that out too. I really hope you'll join me for more of these. And the Lord bless you today.